Welcome to Israel from the Inside, where we try to break out of the echo chamber, surfacing the wide array of often conflicting viewpoints that make up the mosaic of Israeli life. I'm Daniel Gordas of Shalem College in Jerusalem. Go to danielgordas.substack.com where you can subscribe to these podcasts and join our community of listeners and readers, access the archive of all these episodes, and post comments, interacting with others who share your interest in Zionism, Israel, and the future of the Jewish state. What changed? People are listening to this, and they're now understanding, okay, so you have a, a, a conversion process that is more or less parallel to the chief rabbinate's process. It's completely halachic. It's what people outside would call an orthodox halachic conversion process. It's much more user-friendly. Uh, it allows for greater flexibility within the parameters of halacha. And you're saying that there were, there were lots of Israeli rabbis, and maybe the Israeli norm until a couple decades ago, in which this would not have been so unusual. Now people have got to be asking themselves, what changed? How did it come to be that the chief rabbinate ended up being ultra-Orthodox, which if you want to put a bit of an edge on it, the chief rabbinate might therefore not be Zionist. Uh, the children of the chief rabbis typically don't go to the army. So you have a kind of a crazy world here in which the very best of the Zionist, religious Zionist movement is now not reflected in the world of the rabbinate of the Jewish state. How did this change? So first I want to make a comment about whether they're Zionist or not. By virtue of the fact they're not willing to address the conversion issue frontally, in my humble opinion, that makes them not Zionist. Because I think conversion in this country today, and conversion, by the way, overseas as well, given the huge intermarriage rates, I think that's a Zionist project. I think you're failing the Zionist dream if you don't address where the Jewish people are at today. So by definition, they're not Zionist, whether they wear a black hat or a crocheted kippah or, you know, sing HaTikvah on Yom Atzmaut. I don't think they're part of the Zionist project at all. And I think our conversion court is a fundamentally a Zionist, a Zionist project as much as it is a religious project. What happened is a combination of uh, a few factors. The first one is that the religious Zionist community uh, chose to some extent to abandon uh, their commitment to Jewish life and religious institutions in Israel. Uh, and here I'm going to use a political phrase that I don't like using so much, but they, they put their eggs in the basket of what, would, what's, what, what is generally called, I don't like this phrase, the settler movement. In other words, they so you're talking about the Gushamunim period, right? The right? Gushamunim period basically represents a, a watershed moment for the religious Zionists abandoning the chief rabbin and saying, this isn't so important to us, or as important as the greater Israel is. And I'm not trying to deny, yes, no, greater Israel. I'm just saying that uh, that was one, one factor. And so, so nature abhors a vacuum and the Right, exactly. Collapse. The second thing was that the ultra-Orthodox, beginning in 1988, began to realize that they could uh, wield significant power, and this was a natural place for them to begin. Right? They, they expanded way beyond that, and you can see in the in the constellation of today's government, where the ultra-Orthodox are very interested in, you know, the Ministry of Interior and, uh, and the Ministry, you know, and certainly, you know, part of the uh, government committees that relate to uh, finances, etc. But, correct, they filled a vacuum uh, in that area. 
So I think it was both an abandonment of, you know, where the religious Zionist community was, the, the previous leadership, the previous generation of leadership of, you know, Borg and Zwollenhammer, etc. Those people who were very, very committed to having the religious uh, dimensions of the state of Israel reflect part of the Zionist narrative. Right, what I described before, the people who want to build the future based on the past to people who just want to live in the past. Right? So they don't they, they simply deny. And again, the past they're living in is not I think it's actually a made up past. Right, it's not a real right. Past. It's not a real past. And they say we're keeping, you know, conversion standards as they were for two thousand years, that's just a lie. Right? It's just an outright lie. And what's worse is they know it. They know it that they're that they're lying. They know that it's not okay. And by the way, I'm building on that. I'm building on the fact that they know ultimately it's a lie. And I'll give you an example of it. Uh, the chief rabbis have both gone on record. They attack us all the time publicly. Our conversion program, you know, these people aren't Jewish, etc. So I once said to one of the chief rabbis, I said, "Tell me something. If one of our converts from Yitim Yerukalacha were to walk into your house on a Friday night and flip on a light, would you stay in the room? Or would you walk out of the room? Because halachically speaking, you can't once, stay in the room. You can't stay in the room if a Jew does, you know, flips on a light for you. You right, you can't stay in the room. So I sort of gave him pause. <laughs> Obviously, they recognize our converts are Jewish. And so when they get up and say publicly or in their Saturday night sermons, they get up and say, these people are all whatever, and they use all sorts of evil words about us. I, I, I understand that we're a thorn in their side because they know we're doing something halachic and they know we're doing something that's, that's totally legitimate and we're not for political concerns. Uh, they would be with us or they should be with us. So ultimately, our, our long-term strategy is in, in terms of Itim is to create facts on the ground such that it will be simply impossible Look, when I, you know, whether it's 5,000 converts or 10,000 converts or 20,000 converts, I can't say yet. And again, we'll need the political you know, constellation to be in place, but I think we'll, there'll be opportunities in the future. And because of that, I'm optimistic. In other words, and we're going to continue more than we're going to do. We're going to enhance and deepen our programming now. You know, some people are saying, well, what can we do now? They're throwing up their hands. I'm quite the opposite. I'm quite, we need to double down on what we're doing because we believe in it. We know it's the right thing to do. And we know ultimately for, for the Zionist project and for the Jewish people project, our language and our approach is the way that has the best chance of, uh, of not just survival, but growth and, uh, you know, augmenting who we are as a people. You've been listening to Israel from the Inside. Go to danielgordas.substack.com where you can hear more of these episodes. If you have ideas for topics you'd like us to explore, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Daniel Gordas.